Good afternoon and welcome to From Where We Are, stories of news and culture through the lens of USC and Southern California. I'm Jordan Sheldon coming to you live from Studio B in USC's Annenberg Media Center. And I'm Tamilara Odunsi. It's April 26th. On today's show, why a climate activist sets himself on fire in front of the Supreme Court. L.A. County restricts single-use plastics and a historic French election. We're going to get all of that and more from From Where We Are. But, but first, let's have a look at today's news headlines. American diplomats are returning to Ukraine. The goal is to reopen the American embassy in Kiev over the next few weeks. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin visited the Ukrainian capital over the weekend. This comes after other European leaders and presidents visited Ukraine over the last few weeks. Like we've been covering on the show, water restrictions are starting to be a part of life in Southern California. Starting June 1st, the Metropolitan Water District is set to limit outdoor watering in some parts of the states to just once a week. Right now, California does not have enough water to meet demands. A man set himself on fire at the U.S. Supreme Court in a display of environmental advocacy. Annenberg Media reporter Evan Wino has the story. Environmental activist Wynne Bruce set himself on fire in front of the U.S. Supreme Court roughly at 6.30 p.m. on Earth Day. He was protesting climate change. Bruce was airlifted to a hospital after his self-immolation and died because of his injuries that following day. Nobody else was injured. Bruce was a 50-year-old climate activist. He was also a photographer who ran a portrait photography studio and practiced Buddhism. Bruce had expressed massive concerns about climate change by sharing related news articles on his Facebook. In January, he posted a photo in commemoration of Thad Nhat Hanh, who died that month. Hanh wrote in a letter, To burn oneself by fire is to prove that what one is saying is of the utmost importance, elevating the act as courageous and candid. The letter was written about the legacy of Vietnamese monks who immolated themselves in protests of war. Creek Kanko, who calls herself Bruce's friend, stated on Twitter that this act is not suicide. This is a deeply fearless act of compassion to bring attention to climate crisis. Bruce frequently attended meditation retreats at the Rocky Retreat Center in Boulder, Colorado. Buddhist teachers and board members there say they grieved the death of their friend, Wynn Bruce, and would have stopped him by any means if they knew about his plans. They also said Buddhists take a vow to protect all life and reduce all suffering. We do not think self-immolation is a climate action. The plaza of the U.S. Supreme Court building where this incident occurred was closed to the public following Bruce's act for further investigation. For Annenberg Media, I'm Evan Wayno. Los Angeles County is now the largest government body to restrict single-use plastics in restaurants and other heavy plastic-using locations across the country. Caitlin Humani has more on the story. 
Los Angeles is breaking the mold and the hold plastic has on the food and service industries. County supervisors passed an ordinance last week to require compostable, recyclable, or reusable materials in restaurants, stores, and even farmers markets. The LA City Council will also vote tomorrow on a plan to phase out single-use plastics from city facilities and city-sponsored events. C.J. O'Brien, the Plastics Campaign Associate at Oceana, an advocacy group dedicated to ocean conservation, weighed in on why she thinks these measures are vital. Plastic pollution is everywhere, and it's a growing threat to our world's oceans, to our health and climate. And really, to combat this crisis, we need local, state, and national governments to pass policies that reduce the production and the use of unnecessary single-use plastic. The ordinance applies to unincorporated areas of the county, where roughly one million people live. O'Brien noted that people who live in these areas, as well as in California at large, are enthusiastic about reducing their plastic use with the help of government policies. There is a lot of support from California voters. Um, A recent Oceana poll actually found that 86% of California voters support local and state policies to reduce single-use plastic, Um, but there's still more to be done. One thing she thinks could be done in addition to these new steps from the city and county of Los Angeles is to see action on a larger national scale. She emphasized the pressing state of what she calls the plastic crisis. You know, scientists have found plastic floating on the surface of the ocean, washing up in the world's most remote coastlines. And now plastics found in our food, in our bodies, um, and plastic also comes from fossil fuels, which contributes to climate change at every stage of its life cycle. Even though O'Brien said her organization is looking for more proactive progress on a larger scale to address plastic pollution and overuse, she said she is excited by the measures and is looking forward to seeing change at home in L.A. For Annenberg Media, I'm Caitlin Humani. I'm Jordan Sheldon. We're very glad that you're here with us for From Where We Are. And I'm Tammy Laura Odunsi. It is six minutes past the hour. Coming up, French President Emmanuel Macron takes second term. How will this impact the next five years in France? And students find their campus crushes through an account on Instagram called Missed Connections. The past decade has say the has seen the rise of right-wing feet figures all across the West. One of the latest is Marie Le Pen, who recently fell short of her bid to unseat the current French president. Bella Durgan Johnson has the story. This Monday, Emmanuel Macron was re-elected as French president. Macron acquired more than 58% of the votes. His opponent was Marine Le Pen, who received about 42%. Le Pen also ran against Macron in 2017. During the previous election, she only received 34% of the votes, making this win for Macron much closer. Oui, avant toute chose, merci. Although this was a re-election, many of his supporters were nervous about his campaign and what the loss would mean for the country. Macron's campaign promised stability and peace. Le Pen was a far-right candidate compared to Macron. Although one of her main focuses was to lower cost of living, Le Pen wanted to make immigration much more difficult and wanted to put forth a national priority for French nationals, as well as to fight Islamism. 
Le Pen wanted to ban women from wearing headscarves. This election came at a critical time as the Russia-Ukraine conflict is severely impacting Europe. Electing Le Pen would have put a candidate hostile to NATO, the European Union, United States, and France's values of equality in office. Natalie Berlay, a lecturer at USC, is a French native. She is in support of Macron's win and believes it is the best choice for France. Symbolically, it would have been a disaster if we had elected um, Marine Le Pen because she she has uh, she in the past she was she was against the European Union. She changed her stance a little bit, but it would have been symbolically not a good thing. And also, I think that Macron's diplomacy. Uh, French diplomacy has has worked really well with him, uh, especially with the war in Ukraine. Berlay says Le Pen is controversial for a variety of reasons. She is associated with an extreme-right party, and her father founded the controversial far-right party during the Algerian War, as well as defended the actions of the French state during the Holocaust. I think the the thing with Marine Le Pen is it has it has there's a lot of layers to to who she is. She carries a very, very heavy name, and I think her name is problematic for her election. Um, the, the the her father's heritage is a problem for what she has said in the past about so many things about you know the Holocaust and so on and so forth. Um, she has she has tried really hard to detach herself from that. Berlay compares the election to the political environment in the U.S. Macron represents a forward-thinking, progressive, and educated demographic, and Le Pen represents people in more rural areas who are struggling. That dichotomy, you know, where we want to people who are not scared to move forward and you know embrace diversity and the way the world is going, and people who are extremely afraid of losing their identity, and it's a little bit that that same. I think it's the same everywhere, and we were really worried about a, um, a Trump scenario, but it didn't happen. Not everyone was happy with the results of the election. After Macron's election, people took to the streets to protest. The crowds were mostly made up of young people chanting, quote, neither Marine nor Macron. For Annenberg Media, I'm Bella Durgan Johnson. It's the time of the season From at Sack of Troy to We Are Scaff, USC has had its fair share of parody Instagram accounts. One account in particular has students on the edge of their seat, waiting to see if they have been featured. Joanna Bauerdorf has the story. USC.misconnections on Instagram allows students to submit an encounter they have had with another person and reveal what they may have been too shy to say in the moment. Now averaging almost 10,000 followers, the account has posted 654 times with about 10 slides per post. The first post dates back to late September of 2020 with the caption, Zoom University is making it hard to make those special connections. How do you say hi over the camera? Is it weird to hit people up on Instagram for their snap when you've never met? No one knows who created the account. However, it has impacted many students as they have written or received a shout out within the posts. Noah Hernandez, a sophomore studying environmental studies, enjoys the account and its content. I think it's really entertaining, yeah. but um, I feel like it's it's funny now just because it's like we are in person, but people still are scared to approach other people in public, <laughs> me included, so it's just like a fun way to like hit on your crush anonymously. An example of a more recent connection that was submitted reads, 
To the tall dude in the brown jacket who held the elevator door for me, a pretty tall girl with white converse, a light blue hoodie, and a skateboard, on Monday, April 18th at around 1 p.m., you're the cutest person I've ever seen. Please do me the honor of getting coffee with me. While some connections have remained missed, students like Hernandez have seen actual relationships form from a post. I think it can be, like, actually used for, like, you know, like, kind of like a dating app. Like, I have seen, um, I guess, like, a like a mutual friend posted, like, they actually got together after using, like, the misconnections thing. So I guess it does work for some people. Ivy Lee, a freshman studying political science on pre-law, feels that the account is a great way to meet students and a fun way to connect with others. There's nothing really negative on, you know, on any of those comments unless it's like a personal subjective, like you take it the wrong way kind of thing. So I think it's kind of nice if you get to just um, see something about yourself that's a little uplifting and positive, you know. As the semester comes to a close, now is the best time to send in a post. You don't know when you'll run into your mystery campus crush again. For more information on how to submit a connection, you can visit the USC.MissConnections Instagram page and click the link in their bio. For Annenberg Media, I'm Joanna Bauerdorf. Martial arts has been around for thousands of years. With complex moves that often seem graceful and calculated, there is an art to it. But that doesn't mean it's impractical. As you'll hear in this sound portrait, one dojo in Torrance is teaching people of all ages how to defend themselves. Boom. Grab, lunge in, strike. My name is Charles Moore. I'm the head instructor at the Weather Shadow Martial Art Academy. The Weather Shadow Martial Art Academy is a school that teaches a practical form of ninjutsu based for street purposes. Grab, rotate, and take down. We start from a fighter's position with our hands up. Um, we have takedowns, we have kicks, we have punches, and we have weapons as well. For me, when I'm doing martial arts, it's, um, it puts me in a different world. You know, I can forget everything about my day and about what's going on because now it's time to train and it's time to focus. So when, when I come in and train, it puts me in a different state of mind. It's like when my day is stressful, I'll get up and I'll train. When my day is hectic or something's going wrong, I'll get up and train. Thank you. Being an instructor, you get to see the children come in because the children are our future. You get to see the children grow from when they first start until when they, when, they, when they leave the school. There you go. Good. Was a young, young boy around nine or 10. I was watching my uncle and my dad talk. And my uncle told my dad, I bet you I can kick over your head before you punch me. And my dad says, I bet you you can't. So before you knew it, my uncle kicked over his head and put a hole in the wall. And my dad had struck my uncle. So at that point, I was like, I want to learn how to do that. Uh, my entire family, which I didn't know at the time, were in, in martial arts. I think everyone should be involved in martial arts. Well, I think it's important for people to learn martial arts because they walk with a different self-confidence. You know, it, it'll change the way they look at life. You know, when you learn how to fight, you don't need to go out there and prove yourself. When you don't know how to fight, you want to prove that you can fight. 
That sound portrait was produced by Sheila Escudero. And that would be all that we have time for on today's From Where We Are. Spencer Klein, Jeffrey Lee, and Paulina Sherazova produced today's show. We also got help from Shirley Jihad. Paulina Sherazova is our technical operator, and Derek Ronfro composed our theme music. We're also streaming live on KXSC. You can follow KXSC at kxsc.org slash listen and on YouTube at Annenberg Radio News. Subscribe to From Where We Are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're looking for more news, be sure to download Annie, Annenberg's news app. Finally, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Annenberg Radio. Once again, I'm Jordan Sheldon. And I'm Tammy Lara Odunsi. From all of us at Annenberg Radio, wherever you are, we hope you'll join us again for From, From Where, where we, we Are. are.